All right, Into the Triangle Podcast, Couch Guy Sports. Obviously, Into the Triangle Podcast presented by Couch Guy Sports. Check out all of our blogs daily as we give you the latest opinions and just facts that are coming out every single day. Sports are back, so we're going to be writing about it all the time. Go check out all the podcasts on the podcast and video tab. Obviously, subscribe to our Twitch channel. And if you have Amazon Prime, subscribe to us because guess what? It helps us out and helps everybody else out. Check out the YouTube stuff. Obviously, we have BSP's blocked list with Brianna Peer. So go check that out. And obviously, check out everything else that's going on. Couch Guy Sports puts up their episodes on YouTube. We have trivia challenges that we do every couple weeks. A lot of fun. So go check everything out there. Obviously, rate and subscribe into the Triangle Podcast. Our Twitter is at Into the Triangle. I'm your host, Alan Nahigian. No Jared Scally again this week. He has to deal with the kid. I mean, he says he has the early dad brain. I don't know if that's a thing, but he says it's a thing, so I'm going to trust him. So once again, no Jared, but I'm sure he's going to listen and he's going to pump out the content and retweet us and everything else. So Jared, you're always missed. I do have two co-hosts. One of them was here last week. We got a new one filling in for the third chair. I'm going to bring on the first one that was here last week with us. Diego Galvis is back for another week. Diego, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, everybody? Not much. Just another week of the Red Sox being trash, but we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Making his podcast debut, longtime Couch Guy sports writer, we have Kevin Perdios. Kevin, thanks for joining us on Into the Triangle. How you doing, bud? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate of course, it. anytime. We, we, we welcome all Couch Guy sports writers and all Red Sox fans to just join in our pessimism of this pathetic excuse for a team. Just please speak the coronavirus to yourself with that hat. <laughs> for anybody that's wondering hey. what hat Kevin has on because we don't have the video up on YouTube just yet. Kevin is wearing a Florida Marlins hat and we all know the Marlins with their Corona cases in Florida and being idiots and whatnot. So yeah, keep Best the Corona away. Baseball boys. Best record in baseball right now. That's, that is, that is the most 2020 <laughs> statement I've ever heard in my life. Yes. But we're not here to talk about the Marlins. We're here to talk about the Red Sox, unfortunately. So we're going to recap the last two series. Last week we talked about the Orioles series and the Mets series. Red Sox were off to a three and four start. Diego, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think me, you, and Fiesta, who was on last week, we all said they'd probably go two and three or, four, or one and four, right around that area. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they went one and four. So they went into the Bronx. They got their asses swept, <laughs> which sucks because you thought they'd pull out at least one game, especially that Sunday night game when they were up seven to six. But then Matt Barnes comes in and you're like, oh shit, he's probably going to blow the game. Sure enough, tie the game at seven. And Aaron Judge hits a ball that still hasn't landed yet. So Red Sox get swept. They go to Tampa. They lose the first game 5-1. to one. But then somehow the Red Sox, like, actually look good. So as we're recording on Thursday, August 6th, the Red Sox played la- last night as we're recording. Wednesday, August 5th, they won 5 nothing in a shutout and had a four-hit combined shutout between Martin Perez, I'm pretty sure it was Austin Bryce, Matt Barnes, Brandon Workman, I'm sure I'm missing – oh, and Colton Brewer. So – they had yeah. a combined shutout. I couldn't believe it. So my thoughts real quick. Mitch Morley continues to mash. In the 5-1 loss, he had a home run. Christian Vasquez continues to be the greatest baseball player on the planet for the Red Sox, as he had an RBI base hit last night. And we're going to talk about the duds, duds as I put them in air quotes, but it sucks that we had to predict a 1-4 record. That's what happened. We predicted it. And it happened, Diego, and it sucks. It sucks that this team is so damn bad. They're four and eight right now. I can't take it. But I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to give these guys the floor. Diego, I'm going to start with you. Just thoughts on the overall Yankees and Rays series as a whole. Anything I didn't touch on yet. So go ahead. Floor's yours. 
No, I mean, the, the Yankees uh, series was definitely, uh, you know, a low blow, just especially, you know, up in the seventh, seven to six, and all of a sudden the whole entire game gets given away. Um, but I will say on the, <clears throat> on the race series, I am a bit more optimistic. Um, the reason I say that is it's, it's the Red Sox. They're known for having a very roller coaster kind of ride in every single season. There are seasons where they are unbelievable and unbeatable, and all of a sudden they just hit a fluke, and all of a sudden they're just horrible. This season I'm seeing a complete different turnaround expected to happen, where, you know, I mean, we saw Michael Chavis, for example, yesterday hit really, really well. Um, as you mentioned, Mitch Moreland is just amazing right now, and Christian Vasquez is also feeding off of that energy. So I think what is happening right now is most of, most of these players are starting to realize, like, we still have a season to play. We have a role to continue to develop. And that, that mindset is starting to transition. More people are starting to join the need for, for this team to turn it around. So I don't really think that the season is done for us, and I don't think we should really just consider tanking it. But I think that there are possibilities where there's going to be that transition of us being far, far better than where we are right now. And, I mean, freaking Mar- Martin Perez last night, he was pitching unbelievable. Five and he was one of the guys last week. He struggled so hard that it was, it was brutal to watch him. I will say you are one optimistic son of a gun because I do not feel the same amount of optimism as you do, but I commend you for it, seriously. I have a lot of respect for you for being optimistic about this team, which we're going to get into the tanking thing in a second. But, Kevin, floor is yours. Overall thoughts on just the Yankee series and the Rays series, anything that Diego and I might not have touched on yet? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think across the MLB right now, if you look at the starting pitching, it's been garbage for every team. Like, garbage, Rays, Yankees, you know, outside of Garrett Cole, who's obviously setting the world on fire because the dude just lights out. But no one has a solid pitching staff, right? Like, Scherzer just went down for the Nats. Yoni Chirinos or whatever the guy's name in Tampa, he's probably their best pitcher. Snell hasn't shown up. Glass now's been getting shelled. Um, so it it it's that glimmer of hope because if it continues this way and the Sox finally wake up with their bats like they showed last night, we could be cooking. You know what I mean? We could we can hit with the best teams in the league, hands down. And I know we talked. Um, I know we talked a little bit about the duds, and I have a couple that are definitely. Gonna shock oh. some people, I think. Let's hear it, Kev. Let's hear those duds right now. So for the duds on the Red Sox, where did JD Martinez go? Does anyone like his can we do a wellness check on him, please? And he's leading the MLB in doubles. That's the saddest part of all. Yeah. The dude hasn't hit one out of the park yet, right? So I look at it as when you when you need to get your when you need to get your offense going, you rely on your best hitters. JD Martinez is supposed to be our best hitter, right? With Bogarts and, and uh, Devers struggling, now kind of hopefully that Yankee series, you get that little glimpse of, you know, hey, they're, they're starting to hit the ball. Hopefully it continues that way. But they were struggling before. J.D. Martinez didn't show up. So your three, four, five hitters are non-existent. Get them going. It's a different game. Right. It, and honestly, there's one other guy I think we can all just agree at this point, it's just been an absolute dud this season. It's been Andrew Benintendi. He's two for 29. He's batting .069, which is not nice. 
because it's just absolutely brutal that this guy has two hits and they are a bunt single and a bloop double. Those are his two hits this year. I don't know where his head's at. I don't know if he needs a haircut. I don't know what it is about Benintendi, but he needs to wake his ass up and get going because when you have Andrew Benintendi at the bottom of that lineup, turning the lineup over, that's a pretty scary lineup. Like you just said, Kev, especially when you have Rafael Devers, JD Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Mitch Moreland, Christian Vasquez, Michael Chavis decides to actually be consistent. then that is a scary Red Sox lineup that should put up five, six runs a night. And if you put up five to six runs a night and you can have a C minus pitching performance, from your starters and relievers, you should win a lot of games. But that hasn't been the case. I mean, when you're scoring one run – by the way, just one final thing before we move into our next topic. When you look at the Rays lineup and you look through their whole lineup, does anybody really, like, stand out to you as, like, wow, this guy scares me? No. No. So their pitching is great. You have Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow. Like, I get their in, – in the bullpen, Jose Alvarado. Like, I get it. They have a solid – pitching staff from top to bottom, but you should be able to with your offense. If you play 10 games, you should win at least five of them. You should go five and five against this race team because that race offense does not scare me in the slightest. They're pitching. That's another story. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. You look like you want to say something real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Like you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like their offense is, is subpar, right? We should be able to outscore them hand over fist. You know, Easy. our offense, our offense is legit when it gets going. That's the, but it's, it comes down to the fact that the Red Sox are just, Hey, we're going to outscore everyone and just did nothing with their bullpen and their starting pitching. I'm not going to blame it all on the starting pitching because you can't expect Chris Sale to have Tommy John. You can't expect Erod to go down. Evaldi comes back and he's lights out. You know, you bring in Martin Perez to be your number four or five. So now all of a sudden he's in number two. You know, I'm, I'm not going to throw it 100% on the starting pitching, but their bullpen, you did nothing to address it. And nope. so you, you're right. You should be able to outscore the Rays if you get a C-minus performance out of your pitching. We've gotten D-plus at best uh, this year. If that. I, I give him a D-minus, barely. Yeah. Diego, you yeah. have any final thoughts before we sort of move on? I mean, I think we also, you know, are undermining the fact, and it's good that we're also undermining it, that there is a dark horse in our batting uh, strategy. It's also known as Alice Verdugo. He was really good last night. Hit a two-run shot. And if he gets that bat rolling, it, it, it's over for whoever wants to come at us. You get Verdugo going behind yep. the five guys that I mentioned, and then Ben Intendi somehow can get going. Peraza can sort of stay consistent. This Red Sox by top to bottom is just dangerous. Bennington's cure is known as Brianna Peer. I mentioned this last episode, <laughs> and I'll mention it again. That is his cure. His current girlfriend is not working out for it. Brianna Peer needs to step in. So, Brianna, if you're listening, I'm begging you by, for the second week already. Just do it. <laughs> we're, we're just going to tag her in this episode because she, she needs to be aware that, like, we, we know. We know what's going on. Her but, is going to be ringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. So the Red Sox right now, as it stands, are four and eight. They're either tied for last or dead last in the AL East. Someone fact checked that for me. I'm pretty sure going into the race series, they were a game behind, so they might still be a game behind. I'm not entirely sure. Tied for last. Tied for last. Okay. So we're 12 games in. In a 60-game season, you do the math, 12 into 60, divide by 12 both sides, 
one into five, 20% of the season's done. Don't ask me how I do math that fast. It's just a gift. Don't ask me how I do it. But 20% of the season's over. Red Sox are just about where a lot of us expected. Tied for last, dead last. There's one question that remains, and Diego sort of gave his answer a little bit, but we'll still let him defend his case. Is it time to tank? Me personally, yes. Tank, punt the 2020 season. You still have to play the Yankees seven times, including a four-game series in the Bronx. You still have to play the Rays eight more times. You still haven't played the Nationals, the Phillies, or the Braves yet. So at this point, it's like, okay, let's call up the kids, call up Tanner Hawk, call up Jay Groom, call up the kids. Let's see what we have in the future. And just if, if there's a good deal out there, which we'll talk about in our last segment, just punt the 2020 season. I don't think it's going to go that much better for us. I think we're going to be lucky, and I hate to say this because I think I owe Charlie Smith of Benny and the Bets podcast a bottle of wine for this. I don't know if the Red Sox are going to get 25 wins this year. I was so confident going into the season, and after just a few weeks, it's literally just gone down, down, and I'm moving my hand down so nobody can see this, just down, 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 almost to the cellar. No pun intended because the Red Sox are in the cellar. But that's my opinion. Kevin, I'm going to go to you, and then I'm going to let Diego sort of finish us out. Is it time to punt the 2020 season if you're the Boston Red Sox? The answer to that question is Kumar Rocker, right? Go get him. Dude out of Vandy comes into the College World Series as a freshman and is dominant, right? Lights out. He's just schooling people. So it, it, I'm in a tough spot because we're, we're Boston, dude. We don't, we don't tank. Are you kidding? We're the greatest sports city in, the, in America. We don't tank. But when you have a 60-game season, you've you got gaping holes in your pitching, you know, and you have the ability, hey, you know what? We're not off to a great start. That's an let's, understatement. Yeah. Let's, let's mail it in and try to get that number one overall pick. Now, all of a sudden, like you said, these young guys, you're adding another legit guy who maybe steps in next year. I don't know. I don't know how it, you know, MLB's weird. You draft the guy, you don't see him for five years. You know, it's, it blows my mind. But maybe this is a guy that steps right in. You know, a lot of the number one overall picks have kind of stepped in almost right away and provided a little energy. You know, Strasburg, when he came up, all, the, all these guys, right? So, hesitantly, yes, it's time to tank. It's time to, it's time to punt, like you said, um, I would much rather sit through a 60-game tank than a 162-game tank. Amen now's, to the time to, now's the time to do it. Regroup, rebuild, do whatever you got to do to get that pitching staff going, develop those young arms. Let's go get it 2021. 25 days. That's how many days we just need the baseball season to go. Get past August 31st, reset the luxury tax penalties, and then go out and spend, which we're going to talk about in a second. But, Diego, to sort of round this out, I think we know your answer, but we still got to ask anyway. You punting on 2020? I'm not. I'm not. And the, the, the reason I say that is because I'm a firm believer of the game isn't over until that last whistle is blown. And we've seen it happen multiple times in Boston sports history. We've seen the Bruins make a gigantic comeback before against, you know, like uh, like, like Toronto Maple Leafs, that series. Yeah. That was – that was a painful series, and making that comeback was amazing. And the Rock Sox, they made the best comeback ever known in history in the House of Pain against the Yankees. 
when they were down three nothing in that series. Good they memories. Were, they were down for good. Then you think of the Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. That game was over, and we all knew it was over. I'm pretty sure I wrote about like 28 nasty statuses on Facebook every single time that we were getting scored on. But I still managed to not lose my faith, and I'm not losing my faith in this time. Because, and the reason I say that is because we're seeing people start to transition and turn it around. We're starting to see Martin Perez turn his pitching around. We're starting to see some bats flip, like Alex Verdugo and, and, and Chavis. We're starting to see this kind of transition of heating up. And I, I, I really, really think that the next series against the Jays, against the, against the Rays again, and you know, against the Yankees, I really see a transition happening where we could very easily just go on an undefeated streak. There's the eternal optimist of the show in Diego Galvis. I respect it. I appreciate the optimism. It's not optimism. It's not pessimism. It's being realistic of where you stand in the greatest city in the world for sports. I, I hope you're right. I really do. I hope you are right. I don't know if you're going to be right, but I hope you are. I really, really do. So real quick, before we get into sort of our last segment, this is sort of just a throw-in segment, a last second. You know what? I'm going to throw it in. Pre-game series with the Jays at home. I believe you got Ryan Weber going tomorrow, Zach Godley going on Saturday, and then you're having an opener for Sunday. Real quick, just series predictions. You know, Red Sox winning two out of three, sweep, whatever. You would think that the Red Sox would win two out of three against the Jays. But I said it last night on Betting the Bets, and I'm going to say it again here. I think the Red Sox lose two out of three. Just with the way this season is gone, it just doesn't look good. A series that you should win, you don't know what's going to happen. So I got the Blue Jays winning two out of three. Kevin, real quick, serious prediction. I got, I got Sox taking two out of three. I got the Sox kind of continuing this, getting their bats going. And the reason I say that is the same thing. Vlad Guerrero is not hitting for Toronto. Right, that dude. His, is his just... son is though. Vladdy Guerrero Jr. is. <laughs> right, all right, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. But do, how many home runs does that guy have? Right, a lot of he's hitting a lot of balls on the ground. That's one of his weaknesses. He can't get the ball in the air right now. You take that that bat out of their lineup, Sox can compete with that. Their pitching is just again, Toronto's pitching is okay. I think um, we're we're in a position where we're, I think we've got a little bit of a hot streak. And we're going to run I don't think it. Ryu's throwing either. I don't right. think we're, I'm not a big Ryu guy anyways. I think he is beyond overrated, but that's a different, that's a different topic. All right, Diego, what do you got? Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with Kevin on this one. I think Red Sox take two out of three. I hope and to I, God you guys are right. I really do. Yeah. I think they can win two out of three. It's just with the way the season's gone, you just can't be too – cautiously optimistic and that's what i'm trying not to be i'm trying to keep it real but we'll see we'll see what happens i think this cali syndrome is starting to rub off a little bit on you you're being awfully lately. hey listen you, you're being realistic with your predictions i'm being realistic with mine that, that, that's all we got to do here we got to keep things in perspective we can't be homers here we have to be realistic with our teams we're going to move on though we might have another segment at the end but we'll see depending on time so obviously with the red sox struggling we're going to talk about next season a little bit. We're going to talk about moves. And like I said, after August 31st, those luxury taxes, they reset, and the Red Sox can go out and spend some money to actually make this team the team that it should be. 
one of the top five payrolls in the whole league and hopefully a contender in the American League. So we all talked before the show. One move that we want to see the Red Sox do to improve this team. I'm going to go first real quick. Go out and get Trevor Bauer. Seriously, he's going into his age 30 season. He likes signing these short-term deals. Get him on a one-year, maybe a two-year with a player option or club option on that second year. He's going to be cheap money. He's another righty in the rotation. He was an all-star in 2018 with the Indians, so he's proven he can pitch in the American League, and he's not going to break the bank. He's not going to be a guy that you have to give like 20, 25 million to for a year. That's not a bad signing, and it bolsters your rotation up a tick. So even if you just sign Bauer, next year you get Chris Sale back. Hopefully you get Eduardo Rodriguez back. Hopefully his complications with COVID will be over and he can pitch in 2021. Then you have Ivaldi. Then you have Bauer. And then if you want to do Ryan Weber, Brian Johnson, who should be up with this team, by the way, but whatever. Or any type of opener, that's a lot better than what you have now. Or maybe Perez, if he comes back, can be your five. So who knows? My move, sign Trevor Bauer. Diego, you had an interesting move that Kevin and I sort of raised our eyebrows about, but in a good way. Go ahead. <laughs> right, so I have two potential moves. The very first one is with, with us being able to spend some money next year, I definitely think we should be going after Shane Green from the, from the, from the Braves. But besides that, I would also love to see Andrew Benintendi just be gone from Boston. The guy is just hasn't had a good, reliable season so far. So when you trade him off with a couple of closers, which basically everybody in the whole entire MLB needs a couple of closers currently, why wouldn't you just sign a sweetheart deal with the Cleveland Indians and get Francisco Lindor? Why not? The guy, has, the guy has an amazing at-bat. He's a phenomenal shortstopper. Why not? Load up. And honestly, what you can do is, like I just said, you can put Lindor at second, and then you keep Bogarts at short, and there's mm -hmm. your middle infield, and you have Devers on the left side. Oh, my yep. goodness. Like, yep. sign me yep. up for that if you can do it. Yes, absolutely. And his bat is really good. He can steal bases for you. Like, that's a guy you want in your lineup. So, I agree. He, he's filthy quick. It is disgusting oh, yeah. how quick this guy is. His first step especially. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yep. So quick. All right, Kev, what do you got? Yeah, so – I, it, this is kind of like a sign and trade type thing. I think this trade to get this ball rolling on it, ship Jackie Bradley to the moon. All right. I don't care if you get a pack of yes. bubble gum for yes. him. Yes. Right? Kevin. The dude, yes. The dude can't hit water. If he fell out of a boat in the middle of the Atlantic ocean, All right? yes. the, like yes. it's, it's bottom line. So he's extremely streaky and he, Oh, I, I'm trying to, you know, be less streaky, dude. It didn't work. See you later. All right, whatever you were doing in the offseason didn't help. Great, you're making diving plays left and right. Love that. You know, bails out a pitcher. Obviously, huge bonus. Ship him out. See you later. Get out of here. Get in any relief pitcher you can. All right, go get someone. Um, Andrew Miller is up in a, a year or two. I don't know if you got to throw in a prospect or whatever. Go get him. Uh, bring him back to Boston. I'm a big Andrew Miller guy. But the free agent signing that you have to do if you go get – if you go do this uh, trade with Jackie Bradley, got to go get George Springer, right? You've got to bring him in. There's right? your leadoff guy right there. Right. So, yeah, solid defensive guy. Not Obviously, I don't think he's up to Bradley's standards. But he can hit, dude. 
He can hit. You're going all offense, bring in someone else that can hit. And he has a tremendous postseason um, repertoire, not repertoire, reputation. His, re- his resume, that was the word I was looking for. His resume in the postseason is unreal. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and he's a New England guy. He went to UConn. Right. It, we might have to invest in some trash cans, but other than that, you know, we'll, we'll be, he should be fine. You know what I mean? That Green Monster is going to be friendly as all hell to him if he gets here. Kevin, right? I, I am so glad that you jumped on the, you know, you jumped on the Jackie Bradley <laughs> hate team. It's great. I love it. I hated, I've, for the record, I've hated Jackie Bradley since he put up that like 30 home run season or whatever he did a few years back. So this is a fluke. Now is the time to get rid of him. No so, one listened. So real quick before we end, because we are running out of time. I think we have like less than 10 minutes left on the Zoom call. Gotta love Zoom, don't you? Especially with the basic <laughs> plan. But one quick hypothetical that was brought up on Benny and the Bets last night. Two pitchers that you can sign for a year or two, whichever you want to do. Trevor Bauer or John Lester? Real quick. I'm going Trevor Bauer. He's much younger, probably going to be much cheaper. With the direction of this team, especially since they're not like contending for a World Series title right this second, I go with Trevor Bauer. That's just me. Diego, Bauer or Lester? Lester. Okay. Lester, because you need somebody in that pitching rotation right now with that, that sense of authority, but also that sense of uh, of leadership and there is nobody better that has those two senses than John Lester currently. Fair enough. All right, Kev, you got to break the tie. Bauer or Lester? Oh man, this is, this is tough because I've, again, hate the Red Sox ownership for getting rid of this guy. It was a, you know, a bad word to put it, you know, I'm not going to say, but <laughs> it, it was, is a dumpster fire of how that, deal went down so I'd love to have Lester back in this rotation um but Trevor Bauer is electric on and off the field mm-hmm. kind of mix him in with Chris Sale it's a little electric remember when he cut up those jerseys in, in <laughs> Chicago yep a fire there Verdugo's got some energy yes maybe you you know what I mean bring in a guy that's not afraid to speak his mind let's let's set this world on fire Right, let's cause some chaos in Boston. I think you go Bauer for two years, like you okay. said. Get him in here. He's electric. He's been pitching lights out for Cincy right now. Let's see what we'll see what can happen. I, I do get the argument for Lester, though. I really do. I'm not saying that Lester's chopped liver, but the fact that he's 37, he has a club option of like over 20 million dollars. It's just like if you were contending for a World Series or at least like the American League pennant, I'd say go get Lester. You know, bring in that piece. Then you could have. Sale and Lester at the top of your rotation, like that is filthy. And if yeah. Lester was like four or five years younger, I'd even say go get John Lester. But it's just he's going to be entering his age thirty-seven season. He doesn't have much left in the tank as far as years go. You can probably go like two or three more years would be my guess. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I think Lester. I think Lester ends up back in a Red Sox uniform for a year or two or whatever it may be to be end his career. I do, but. I mean, Trevor Bauer is Trevor Bauer. He's talent-wise, he's younger. Talent-wise, he's right up there with Lester, I think, at this point. Um, It's so tough. I keep flip-flopping in my head right now. You know what I mean? But 
I think you stick with the Bauer train, man. Diego, final thoughts before we wrap up for the day. I just got a quick hot take. If we're going to get rid of an outfielder like Jackie Bradley Jr., it's time we get a punch back on the Dodgers for that disgusting move they did on us. And we just pull, we just pulled Jock Peterson away from them. No, that wouldn't be bad. He's got a long, powerful swing, middle lineup guy. It's not bad. But I'll take Verdugo. I'll take Verdugo. I'll take Jeter Downs. I think those are two guys that are going to be very serviceable and are going to be very good for the Red Sox future. Plus, with Verdugo, you have four more years of control in his contract. Jeter Downs is a young and exciting prospect, so I'm okay with it. But that's all we're going to do for this week because otherwise we're going to get ourselves crying on air. We don't want to do that. I don't want to ruin this face. You know, you guys don't want to ruin your faces. It's all good because this Red Sox team is brutal to watch right now. And I understand, but we're going to get through the season. We're already 12 games in. So the season's going to be finished sooner rather than later. Like I said at the beginning, follow us on Twitter, add into the triangle, check out all the other podcasts on the network, Couch Guy Sports Podcast. The Rafters podcast, the Chasers podcast, brand new gambling podcast. Go check that out. Verbally Committed and all the other podcasts on the network. Go check it out. Obviously, thank you to Kevin and to Diego for helping out this week. Will they be back on next week? I don't know. Will Jared be back? I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to be back. That's the only thing I know. But if nothing else for this week, Kevin Perdios on my top left, Diego Galvis on the bottom. I'm Alan Hegan. Thank you for listening to episode 29 of Into the Triangle. We'll see you next week. Go Red Sox.